Greetings, ministers. Welcome back to Her Dark Ministrations. Previously, our ministers arrived in the small fishing community of Black Cove to meet with the priestesses of the heretic goddess Damnu. While the community celebrates their return to the Greater Spire, inside the cathedral our ministers must share some harder truths. Okay, so real quick. What are all of your guys' refresh requirements, and have you fulfilled any of them in the last session? My refresh requirement would be engaging in reckless excess. So I, I'm guessing dancing on a rather unstable boat with someone else while in heavy armor is rather... Yeah, you know, I was going to do really bad things, too, if you had fallen into the water. So I am going to say that that does count as reckless success. Uh, you can go ahead and roll a d6 and remove that much stress from any track that you would like. I do believe I only have stress in silver right now. Yeah, you guys didn't fail too much last time. Remove four stress. Awesome. Anybody else? This is a DM call. Um, was anybody in the new town that we uncovered deeply moved by my artistic performance? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That dance you had, that kind of like solo performance you had, absolutely moved these people. So I would say you get a D8 refresh. Oh, wow. Ooh. I rolled a one. No! Oh, no! That does happen. I will remove one blood stress. So currently I am at two blood stress, one shadow stress. There you go. But you have some resistances in the shadow, correct? No. Oh, you know what I should do is I should pull up the companion app so I can look at all of your stress levels. For people listening at home, uh, Refresh is a non-fallout way to remove stress from people. They are class-specific mechanics. You can also access other refreshes from bonus advances, such as the Minister Advance, which, since you guys all work as ministers of our hidden mistress, Hell yeah. if you take down an enemy or otherwise destroy someone who opposes the ministry, you do get a refresh because you all are ministers. There are various other subclasses and bonus advances you can access, like becoming a city guard or becoming a cultist in one of the many cults throughout Spire. Already got that ministry one on my character sheet. Um, my other one, which comes from my class Inksmith, is do something reckless for the story. And I don't think that's come up yet. And if it has, I don't want it to come up yet. That's going to happen this session or next session. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think that hasn't happened yet, but I think it's likely to happen soon. So just if you guys like do something immediately and you want to remove the stress... You have to wait until after I check for Fallout, but otherwise it's basically free game. Okay. And I don't actually think that Arsen took any stress the last uh, session. Okay, then don't worry about it. But just as a note, their refresh is take something back from those who would oppress you. Ooh, so that's also likely to happen this session. Yes, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm, oh, so much recklessness. I'm so excited. Yes. Okay. So, 
Like the rest of the buildings in Black Cove, the cathedral is a wooden building built on stilts above the water, but it does manage to retain an air of serenity and grace. Instead of a kind of low thatched roof, it has one of those vaulted ceilings and it's set up as a circle. So in the center, there's three altars that are all laid with different altar cloths. And unlike the rest of the finery in this place, these cloths look immaculate as if they were just created and died yesterday. There is a silver one, a black one, and a red one. And there are pews and chairs set up in a circle all around these altars so that you could kind of surround the priestesses whenever they were giving a speech. You see, but all three women kind of go to the nearest set. They don't step into the altar area itself, but sit just outside of it at the nearest pew and gesture for you all to take a seat as well. Eclipse will do so with grace and poise. Arson is going to like perch in a squat on the pew. Zyrel's just going to lean on one of the backs and edges of the pew. Not going to sit, just going to lean. Yeah, just doing a lean. Sitting with a lance is really awkward. Fair enough. Okay. The older woman, who appears to be the spokesperson for the three of them, says, We believe you were sent by priestesses of the Hidden Mistress, who, according to our sources, is not currently well-favored in the spire. We have heard some disturbing news over the past day, which leads me to believe my compatriots may be in danger. She kind of looks over at the two younger women who look a little nervous. The older priestess isn't giving anything away, but these other two, they look a little nervous. I hear danger follows everywhere the humans go. This isn't a problem with the humans. They're the ones that the forest open. No, I mean, the drow serving their durances did that just with human machines. I don't understand. We were told that the, the drow were enslaved, that they were forced to cut their way in here against their will. So, so, all right, there's these people called Aelfir, and they're like weird elves. They're pale but you also can't really see their faces because they wear, like, masks. And they kind of took over a while back. Took took over the spire. They what? And are giant pieces of shit. Wow. Wh- why exactly did- What? You're saying that some weird elves with masks took over the spire? You have been served for a while. Yes. Yes, we've been extremely isolated. Uh, we haven't heard news for many seasons, but I don't understand how the stars could have let this happen. Many seasons? Do you have any among you who remember the time before you were ensnared? They'd have to be old as fuck. I was a young girl when it happened. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and he, like, looks at Arsene and is just like, all right, uh, all right. Sure, call me out like that. I, I want to get an idea of, of her. Uh, what do you mean? 
look her up and down. Is it conceivable that this woman in front of me is however many hundreds of years old? So drow tend to live for about a century on average. Mm. But that lifespan is significantly shortened in Spire because it's a fucking rough life, bro. So it is theoretically conceivable that this woman is over 200 years old, but wildly improbable. You look good for 200. <laughs> nice save. Well, I'm actually 220, but thank you, I suppose. Nice save. Listen, our friends in Lombre told us that there was a need to escort Mehmet here out of Black Cove before the morning. And the drow in the purple robe kind of lifts her hand and waves a little bit. She's precious. The main priestess kind of gives a, a bit of a quelling look at Eclipse, like, uh-huh, don't even think about it. And she says, we were told there was a great danger to her life. My question is, what exactly is going to happen to all of us when these strangers in masks appear? The old goddesses have mostly been made illegal. The drow language and culture has been... We live as not just second-class citizens, but we are actively persecuted. They pick them up off the streets, just take them whenever they fucking feel like it. But this... But this is horrible. Who... Why do the Drow Nations allow this? I think things have changed since you last knew of the home nations. I'm House Staris doesn't rule anymore. There's been too much infighting. Things have really declined, and their power waned here to the point that when the Elfir invaded, we fought valiantly and we were overcome rather easily. What you say is very troubling news. It is, it is more clear than the messages I was given earlier today. But it is very troubling indeed. I could not undo what was done this morning, even if I wanted to. My people are going to have to face this new spire, and I need in a way to do it that does not crush them. Our friends told me that you were here to take Mimet and keep her safe. But I must ask, is there nothing you can do for us? Can you... I don't know. Hide? Are there passages further? That's the only... Thing that I can think of. The black weed kills everything it touches that isn't vegetation. I doubt we could go any further away. In fact, I'm I'm almost hopeful now that the path they cleared closes again. But there is certainly nothing I can do. There is no way out. There never was. The creation of what we thought was a way out appears to be even worse. Yeah, I mean, you all had a d decent thing comparatively going on here. <laughs> it was hell. Hold on, don't, let's not assume their living situation up until this point. 
there's things we can do. There's, there's things we can do. You're in an interesting location right now. If I know anything about news, your people are going to be high focus these coming days. I don't think we can make you disappear. I don't think we want to make you disappear. I don't think the Aelfir are going to take a situation like this and just come down and enslave all of you. It's not their way of working. It kind of is. It really is. Well, I'm getting two different answers here, and I actually have no idea uh, which, which one is more truthful. We have to think what the incentive is for them to come and displace Aelfir. Are they going to come looking for weapons? I don't know. Probably. Possibly. Are they going to immediately come and say, all right, every man, woman, and child, leave this place that's already highly defended and we don't have to worry about? I don't think so. I think what we have to worry about more than anything else is them setting up a checkpoint and saying, you can come and you can go and you can't come and you can't go and keeping you exactly as you were before. That would also be intolerable. Even if the Black Weed did not return, we are at the end of our rope. You saw our people out there. They are on their last legs of hope. We must give them something. I don't know. I mean, the incentive is what it always is. More bodies, more workers. I used to be those people digging through the Black Weed. And that's exactly what happened every time we found someone. More bodies, more workers. Endurance isn't forever, though. As far as I know. Are our lives much better now? I don't know. I was in jail. I just died. My life is not going great. You what? Don't worry about it. Another story, another time. I'm a little worried about it. He's fine. This one exaggerates. I guess we can try to hide as many of you as possible. Put you up in quarters away from prying eyes. It'll, you'll be scraping out an existence. It would probably be better than the existence we've been scraping out here. I'll I'll be honest. Uh, Just a, a change of scenery is what most of these people need. The ones you'll have to worry about are your teenagers. They'll be pressed into endurance if the Aelfir find them. Made to do things like the drow who dug you out of here. Or worse. And Eclipse has just a very pained look on her face. Mm-hmm. If, if you could take them, I... I don't know anything about the Spire anymore. I I don't know if it's possible to protect them. There's one place I can think of, and that would be the Cathedral of Lemye. It's still nominally allowed by the Aelfir. The Cathedral still stands, then? It does, in disrepair. There are warrens and tunnels beneath it that often our poor are dispossessed crowd into in order to find shelter and disappear. A couple of nights at the spider's eyes are don't have squires, so picking up a bunch of street rats wouldn't be new. 
Well, I would probably prefer them go to a church than whatever a spider's eye is. Um, but it it comforts me that the, that the cathedral stands and Limier's power is, is still there. I, yes, if you could take, even if just the, the children, if you could protect them, yes. Well, we'll have to get them and the priestess out of here before the Aelfir come. Yes, I, I know we don't have much time. They said the next morning, but it, it, it's terribly hard to keep track of things like that in here. So I don't know. It- then we better start now. Do you have any other working boats? Just two. Uh, the one that our friend Kelser brought and uh, his brothers. How many can they fit without capsizing? Oh, it depends. She looks at Zyrell, who's in like heavy armor and a lance. And it's just like, um, with all of you, perhaps five more? Multiple trips? It didn't take terribly long. We'll just have to be careful when we get out of there. I know the garden district. I can keep them reasonably hidden until we have them all and are able to move forward. Yes. Uh, if if you can do that, if you can just guide them to, to a place where they'd be safe, you would have our eternal gratitude and whatever blessings the three of us can bestow upon you. We don't have a lot of time. We better get started. Yes. Y- yes. I'll, I'll summon the children. And the older woman gets up and leaves the cathedral. I think before anything else happens, I'm going to take Mehmet to the side and start talking to them. Okay. Yeah, she'll walk with you pretty willingly, but you can see that the priestess in the red robe kind of gets up to go with her, and Mehmet has to wave her back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So uh, uh, I-, I need some information here before I can do anything, uh, before I can help you. Uh, and Joseph's going to lean in and briefly make eye contact with her before firmly looking down at her feet again, um, before I can help you and uh, your ooh, lovely shoes. Uh, how many people are here in this town? Uh, I think 93, no, uh, 92. We lost someone a couple weeks ago. Terribly sorry to hear about that. Um, 92 people. Uh, how many of them are between the effective ages of uh Two and twenty-four. Uh, I would say there's probably uh, fifteen under twenty, and then Ansel and uh, Harris just turned twenty-two. Around this time, Joseph pulls out from one of his uh, many pockets a uh, series of notebooks. Uh, He takes a pink one with a bat on it, uh, looks at it, puts it back in his jacket pocket, and then looks at a blue one with a wrench on it, opens up the blue wrench one and says, okay, 92 in the town. And you said about how many? 15? 15 of of appropriate age. Uh, 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 sh- sure. Yeah, I mean, seventeen. If you if you count Ansel and Harris, I don't really know. Is this about the Durance thing that you were talking about? Yeah. So so really quickly, because anyone in that uh, nice wide uh, age 
range there pretty much is guaranteed to have their durance be military service in the sunlit wars this might be news for you but the drow I, okay so hold on hold on there was a, there was a war that we didn't know about and now there's another war that we don't know about yes <laughs> if there's one thing you need to uh, realize it's that there is a lot of war there's always war and there's always reason for another one this one's been going on for quite some time it's uh, fighting gnolls which i guess you wouldn't know much about anyways well i mean i've heard of the gnolls but i've never seen one before yes well okay i guess that's not really relevant right now i don't need i don't need 200 years of history right now we're going to all have this conversation because we have a lot of questions, and she gestures over at the priestess. And so while this conversation has been happening in the corner, what are the rest of you doing? You can see the priestess in the red robe is starting to pace and wring her hands a little bit. And she keeps glancing over at the three of you, about to say something, and then stops. Eclipse will go up and be like, what's your name, dear? Oh, um... Sophia, I, I'm the priestess of the Collier. We just, uh, she kind of gestures over at Mehmet, we just kind of got, I don't know, elected is not quite the right word, but it voted in. Um, we've only been priestesses for like three or four months. Does Mehmet look of a similar age? Yes. Do you think they could just... Let us stay here. I mean, obviously, the blackweed's not as bad as it used to be if people are here now. No. Our son is going to butt into the conversation. They dug this town out specifically to remove you from this place. And not, like, in a good way. We don't know that, our son. I mean, we've been doing okay. Like, we're still alive here we've still got water and food and stuff we could just go back to the way things used to be before the blackweed came i mean this used to be my job in my durance and they're not gonna leave you alone they're not gonna let you stay here i mean that's why we're doing all of this if they were gonna let you stay here we would just be like oh hey cool people what do you mean they're going to round them up and take them away. What? Yes. Why? That that doesn't even that doesn't even make any sense. You said it was just the kids that were going to be turrets. Around this time, Joseph uh, walks on over and says, "Guys, I'm not really having any luck with mine. Do you want to switch priestesses?" <laughs> Mimet crosses her arms and exchanges looks with Sophia, and Sophia throws up her hands and is just like, "We don't actually." We could all talk to each other like normal people. I don't know. You people are so weird. Is everyone like this in the Spire? When you've been living under siege for ten generations, you get a little loopy. Yeah, I'm sensing that. <laughs> and Mehmet says, okay, but kind of despite all of this, I mean, it's kind of cool, right? Like, there was so much happening. No. No, 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 Wait, hold up. Hold up. Stop right there. Zyral's just gonna put, like, a hand on her head. And she, like, uh, hold She up. bats it off. Is like, excuse you. Yeah, don't do that to this one. They don't like that. It's not cool. Not yet. You gotta survive this first. 
Right. She kind of laughs a little bit and she exchanges a, a look with Sophia. It's loaded with a lot more meaning. And Mimet says, I mean, I wasn't planning on it, so I don't see why. Wait, wait, hold, hold, hold on. You weren't planning on what? On surviving. Like, we're both lesser priestesses. We all know what's going to happen. You do realize you're our priority, right? <sighs> yes, for whatever reason, Lombre's priests want me. And Sophia kind of butts in and says, I'm going too. Just because, just because the Crimson priests haven't reached out to you, you know, Lombra's priest got here first, but that's fine. I'm sure someone's coming. Uh, and Mimet turns and says, yes, I'm sure someone's coming. Don't, hey, we're all going with you guys to Limye's temple, and I'm sure we'll be able to reconvene from there. But we're lesser priestesses. So I don't, I mean, it's their priority, I guess. Is anyone else going to tell them about that? I'm not, I'm not exactly qualified. Hannon, check. What happens to lesser priestesses? You guys have no idea what she's talking about. You, it, 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 complete and utter gibberish to you. Unfortunately, you do not find any cannons in the room, Brendan. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no cannons fire. <laughs> okay, listen. The reason your priority is because both of your goddesses are kind of illegal. You can't make a god illegal. They're still gods. And we also kind of work for Lombre's priestesses in a way. I assumed so since you said you were here for her. And Sophia points at Mimet. The Crimson Rite, they're followers of the Bloody Moon. They are, uh... Ah, jeez, they're even more violent than we are. I kind of resent that fact, honestly, but... Okay, well, I mean, you know, listen, if you guys are at war, or, like, we're at war, that's fine. I mean, there's violence in war. There's violence in everyday life. That's, I'm the priestess of fury and vigilance. I know what I'm talking about. All right, taking the war thing really well, war and violence. Sophia's good with war and violence. Good to know. Speaking of which, can we actually start formulating an actual plan to get everyone out of here? These these boats only hold five people. We only have two. We gotta prioritize. Sure, yeah. We don't have a lot of time. Uh, we've only got the two boats, and there's no way out without them. I heard that we could transport up about ten per boat. I mean, yeah, maybe if there were just, like, toddlers on board. But we're gonna have to deal with Leonie as well, and I realized that Lajan Melanie didn't say anything about her, but she's gonna be a problem. Why is she gonna be a problem? Our midwife. Well, she's, I mean, <laughs> Sophia looks over Mimet again, and Mimet says, she's kind of always been a problem. You know, she's the only midwife in town, and she only cares for so many eggs a year, and it's, um... Well, she's the only one who knows how to do it, so we have to keep her around. But she's not very friendly, and um, she gets pretty possessive of kids. Uh, so if we tr start trying to take all of the toddlers and stuff, especially the younger ones, she's going to be pissed. And I don't think you're going to be able to convince her 
you're not going to be able to just tell her that it's all so terrible out there and she's going to let you go. She's not like that. We'll deal with that when we come to it. We got to work on what we have. Personally, I think that it's not going to be feasible to bring everybody to the temple. I mean, we should bring the priestesses to the temple and maybe a few of the older kids who would be able to be more quiet. But the rest of us should split up. Some of us should go to the safe house in the garden district, at least temporarily. Some people can go if if other people have other contacts somewhere. But I think we should all take a small bunch of kids. At that, Joseph stares daggers at you when you say we should split up. Even on boats, I would suggest splitting. I'm too big. Any more adults on a boat with me? along with all these kids, could be dangerous. All right, all right. We, we should bring everyone to the temple. And he sort of does a look back in the direction of the two priestess. We're going to bring everyone to the temple. You're going to stay together as long as we can keep you together. Why? That's going to make us slow and easy to catch and easy to find. It's also going to be very noticeable. Yeah. We understand if there's safer places than the Temple of Lumiere. It sounds like your spire is kind of messed up. And if there's a safer place than that, we'll go. I mean, uh, I wouldn't call the eyes. They're safer than the rest of the spire. And like I said, a few knights are lacking some squires. So a couple more kids wouldn't be out of the question. Okay. Well, I mean, we do know about the Knights of the North Box. and. We're not signing up to be squires either. That doesn't sound very different than endurance. <laughs> I think my squire would disagree with you, but okay. <laughs> Whatever. That's because he's already a squire. We we know what the knights are. Better than being sent off to war, but look at him. It's not much better. Right. It's better than this, and Eclipse is going to part like some of the sheer fabric so that the light shines through the holes. The gauges through her torso. Who? Uh, they both kind of step back. She's gonna stare daggers at Sophia and say, "The elfie are twisted in ways you can't imagine." They both look very horrified. I go ahead and make a compel and religion check. Okay, I do not have religion, so that's two dice. That's a four. Ooh, <gasps> a four. Oh, no. You're too spooky. I'm going to give you reputation stress. So what exactly were you trying to accomplish here? Because this is this is a level of honesty that is not typical from Eclipse. I was just trying to be honest with this young person because I recognize something similar in her as a young me. And so I just wanted her to take us seriously and consider the possibility of pretty much anything would be better than endurance. Okay. I'm going to make it a D6 because this is something that is really going to impact your character. Three stress. And I'm going to check for fallout. Oh no, you've three slots of reputation. <laughs> I'm not going to check for fallout. There's no fallout applicable, but you also failed. You rolled a four. So the opposite happens. Instead of being afraid or being cowed, she gets angry. And her horror quickly transforms into rage. And she comes up and takes your arm and she says, This is unacceptable. 
this was done to you without your consent. This is not something that we can tolerate. Just because you all have lost the war doesn't mean that there is not a war being fought. My fellow priests who you've said still exist and are violent, that means they are rebelling. That means there is a rebellion in Spire. I will not accept go- running away to hide in the temple when there is injustice like this in the world. Eclipse is going to smile. Zyrol's just going to remove Sophia's arm from Eclipse and stand between them. Sophia shakes you off, not in a like, oh, I'm going to hurt you way, but uh, don't fucking put me down. And she kind of rounds on Zyrel and says, I'm really tired of grown-ups telling me what I can and cannot do. I am a full priestess of the goddess of war, and I am not going to tolerate this. And her voice gets a little echoey. There's like a, a faint lifting of dust as the timbers around the cathedral shake. And you see there's this flash of light in Sophia's eyes. It quickly vanishes and she steps back away, but not like she's tired or cowed. She steps back away like she's getting more room. Eclipse is going to smile at her and just say, you'll make a good vigilite. Let us help you get to the temple, at least so that you can find them. She frowns. So we're just going to ignore that she said that we weren't doing shit? Why the fuck do you think we're here? You're here because some secretive priests sent you. It doesn't seem like you're doing very much. We are also part of the resistance. The ministers of our hidden mistress are also fighting back. We do it more secretively. Subtlety. She scoffs. Listen. Yeah, so we don't die more often. Right, but you're clearly... You're So now she looks over at Arsa and she says, you're not even talking about taking all of us. You're talking about taking a small group of us. And all you're telling us is how to sit down and be quiet and not make a mess. And uh, that is just does not sound like a rebellion to me. I'm sorry. Look, if we tried to take all of you, we would probably all die. It's going to be hard enough to get the 15 of you that we are taking. Now, once we have you relatively safe, we can talk about who among you want to join the resistance in some way. But we need to get you safe first. Fine. She does not look terribly impressed, but Mehmet also comes and kind of lays a hand on her shoulder and leans in to whisper something that you guys don't hear. Zyrel just gives her a sneer and marches off. Yeah, Sophia sneers right back. She is not cowed by you at all. Arsene respects. No one calls me a coward. Uh Uh-uh. So you guys are not actually any closer to having a plan. No, it's true. No. I still say we, we take them in groups. I can take a group, hide them in the garden district. I have some contacts who might be able to find safe harbor for those who don't want to fight. And we can talk about what we can do with those who do. But I think that those who want to go with Zyrel can go with Zyrel, at least temporarily. One group has to go to the temple because that's where the priestesses are going. I think being split up is the safest way. I'm going to the temple. Okay. Sophia, Mehmet, I want you to come with me, both of you. Sophia and Mehmet have kind of drawn away from you guys a little bit. And Sophia like looks over her shoulder and is a little bit more sympathetic towards Eclipse, but shrugs like fine. And Mehmet nods more seriously. 
All right. Who's going in which boat? Who wants toddlers? Who wants young adults? My thought was that Joseph and Eclipse would go in one boat with the people going to the temple, and then Joseph would come back, and we could load up another. Mehmet leans in and says, I think the smaller children should go to the temple. Lumiere's going to take care of them. Also, I hate to burst your calculus here, but I can't drive a boat. Can any of you? Yeah. North Docks, remember? I'm trusting that the people who live in the swamp might know how to steer a boat for me. Yeah, Mehmet raises a hand and says, I could, I can manage one. I'm not great at it, but I can. I mean, Joseph, do you think you could make it back? Or is that just a non-starter? I, I, I'd have to write down the path. I, I'm, I don't know. I don't want to be in the first group. If I'm coming back here after it, didn't we have a boat teller? Didn't we have someone who could, and he's looking around now, didn't we have someone who brought us here? I assume they were going to bring us back and lead the way and make sure no one got lost. If we lose a boat, everything's hopeless. Well, Kelser can guide us again if we need it. Wait, so do we have three boats, including the one that we came here with Kelser in? No, Kelser is, is one of the two boats that you have. Oh. Why don't... Why doesn't one group stay slightly longer in order to tear some boards up and start working on two more boats? We'll take a group back on two boats. So I'm going to say you guys are going to need at least three trips. Whether or not you like you make three boats or you make one boat do two trips with 15 people... At plus all of yourselves, plus Phineas, you're going to need at least three trips. Like three, three boatloads, you mean? Yes. Okay. Thinking outside the box here, uh, out of curiosity, um, is there like any sort of island or noticeable like solid mass of land, for lack of a better term, that we passed on the way there. My thought being, we could, rather than worry about potentially being too late, right, and taking three trips uh, back forth, back forth, uh, to get everyone off, off land and have the cops show up before we're done, do shorter trips to get everyone into the swamp and then then ferry them from there at more of our leisure. Does that make sense? Yes. You spent most of the trip here in a pretty narrow canal that was that had been literally chopped out of the weeds recently by the Durrance crew. And so you know that there's not really a place for people to stand. And of course, anywhere near this town, there's the blackweed, uh, which is extremely toxic. Why doesn't Eclipse go with the first group to the temple? I can stay here and try to help fix some of the boats. I've actually done a bit of that before. And I'm going to actually use my skill force of personality. I'm going to... What Would fix be the thing to do for the boats? Yes, okay. absolutely. So I'm going to declare that I have the fixed skill for the duration of this session. Excellent. And do you suffer any penalties for that? No, it just says that declare domain or skill once per session that you don't have and you are treated as having it. There you go. Woohoo. Temporarily good at fixing boats. Absolutely. So yeah, temporarily. Because I said so. All right. So 
we're going to fix up more boats to take everyone to the mainland, and we're splitting up as soon as we go there. Zyro, are you staying? I mean, if we need to fight on a boat, I'm your person. I've done it before. But I think the goal of this is to not fight on boats. Yes. So, where am I needed? Well, you will go with one of the three loads of people. Maybe sort of the the middle, like, you know, eight, nine, ten-year-olds. And I'll take the adolescents to the garden district. Oh, God. D- doesn't it make a little bit more sense to not split up by age, but more like have a group of, and I'm just spitballing here, but a group of uh, some older ones, some younger ones, so they can take care of each other? Because if we just give Zyrell 15, or it wouldn't be 15, but five infants, as beautiful as a sight, that would be a full paladin in armor clanking around with babies hanging off of them. Fuck I don't you. think it's... Well, no, the, the real young ones are going... The reason why we were saying this is that the real young ones are going to the temple, because the temple will take care of the little, little ones. <sighs> so does that mean Sophia and I should go in separate groups? We can help keep people calm. That'd probably be better. Why don't you two each come in one of the first two boats? I'm going to talk to Leonie. I think it might be best if she comes with us. The midwives are they're their own caste these days. They're not favored by the Aelfir. They're not illegal per se, but they protect each other. At the temple. Do you think she could keep the kids safe on her own? I mean, she doesn't know anybody outside the ta- outside town the same way we don't. But if she's protected and we are not, then would it be better for her to take children? I'm saying that she might need to come with us and help take care of the littlest ones. And instead of trying to split her split her from them, bring her with us, bring her to the temple, bring her to the other midwives. So out of character, the midwives uh, are a whole different cult and do not work directly with the cathedral. They have their own headquarters and are kind of like private practicers of medicine. They have their own guild and hatcheries and stuff, but you can also set up as an independent midwife. Um. They, they do not, like, they keep their goddess Ishkra much more close to the chest. Ishka is not necessarily a goddess that all drow are going to have a shrine to in their home. Out of character, I know in districts, especially that, like the one that Zyral was born in, midwives are scarce, which leads to uh, child gangs. So. So I'm counting. If we count everyone here, plus the remaining 15 that need to go, it's 22 people uh, that are being transported. And if we're going to say that one person is tending the boat and comes back each time, let's assume that there's a boat tender that guides us there, guides us back. There's no overlap between passengers and returners. That means how many people can these boats fit? Five, ten? I mean, if it's us and some kids and Mehmet gestures at her and Sophia, we can maybe fit seven people on, but she points at Cyrell. Probably only four others plus her. Hmm. 
So let's assume an average of like six, right? That's effectively five passengers with the boat tender. I can drive a boat. We don't necessarily like need Kelser or one of the other fishers to go with us. Okay. I'm counting about four boat rides, which means either we make two more boats fast or we're taking two trips here. At this point, you guys are out of planning time. And the older priestess that you met earlier, whose name is Melanie, sweeps back into the temple with a priestess of Ishka on her heels. You guys can see that the traditional robes of the midwives have not changed very much in the couple of hundred years that Black Cove has been out of touch. They have very straight geometric lines, kind of like Handmaid's Tail, in that they are they're very strict and stiff fabrics that fall in a way that obscure almost entirely the lines of her body. But they're done mostly in black with broad slashes of red across her chest and her headdress is also red. Uh, and she's arguing with Melanie as she comes in. Melanie is pointedly ignoring this person and just gestures at all of you and says... Despite all of the distractions, we have at least located all of the children. Do you know how you are getting them out? And Leonie says, "Uh, you don't even know if we're getting them all out yet. I cannot believe you would make a decision like this regarding the children of the town without consulting me, the only person who has conducted any safe births in this town in a hundred years. Clips will approach Leonie. Leonie, like, takes notice of you for the first time and is like, ugh. Strangers. I'll extend my hands in a gesture of greeting and coming in peace. She kind of eyes you warily. And I'll say, Priestess, you must listen to us. The children of this town are not safe. In the morning, as soon as the ill fear arrive, they will be accounted for, and those of them that are old enough to serve slave labor under the Durance system will be spirited away, mutilated, put to work, or otherwise used for the Elfio's nefarious purposes. And the youngest ones will be added to their registries and hunted for their Durance service when their time comes. So you are going to be the one to make a roll again. Go ahead and roll compel, and I will let you choose whether this is religion or low society. It doesn't matter. I get two dice either way. Okay. And that is literally the same roll I got last time. A one and a four. No, Brendan! (laughs) Well, it could be worse. It could be a one. So I'm going to give you another D6 of stress, but I'm going to give it to you in mind stress as you meet her eyes. Uh, Oh, one stress. Just take one. Now I do have to. Nope. You have a slot in mind. I'm not checking for fallout. You're still safe. Okay. So you look into the eyes of the midwife and for a moment you see like under her headdress, she has another set of eyes and another set of eyes and they are all looking at you in this strange and like almost uncanny focus. 
and it startles you a little bit, you drop your welcoming gesture and you see her lips thin as she looks you over and clearly finds you wanting. And she says, strangers in town, you don't know anything about us or what we are dealing with. And I suggest you think twice before speaking to your elders. Melanie turns and puts a a comforting hand in your shoulder and says to the midwife, there is no need for us to fight. We're all on the same side here. We are doing our best by our children, and these people are only here to help. If you are not here to help, Leonie, you might as well leave. The midwife scoffs and crosses her arms and says, I am not leaving until you all present me with a suitable plan, because I have no doubt that you come in here with your strange ideas, twisting the minds of our youth. And she kind of cuts her eyes over to the two other priestesses who like Sophia puts her hands on her hips and Mehmet just rolls her eyes. And you have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. I don't see why we should listen to you at all. Your children are in danger. And we were going to have you go with the youngest ones to continue to care for them. Oh, so you've just decided that I'm going to go now. First I'm staying, now I'm going. You all seem to be making a lot of decisions for a place that you have just now visited, oh, like an hour ago. Well, do you want to go with them or do you not want to go with them? Well, I don't see that you are going with them either. I think that we should all stay together and I do not agree that anyone should be leaving town in the middle of the night in the care of absolute strangers. And Melanie says, these are ministers of the hidden mistress. They are not strangers. They are friends. And Leonie says, well, I don't see any proof of that. Hmm? I don't see. Who are you people even? Why are we trusting you? You've presented absolutely no credentials. You certainly don't look like priests. (laughs) We're ministers, not priests. (laughs) Leonie just looks more offended. It's just like... Exactly. See, why should we... Why why should we trust these people at all? Because right now, we're your best option. All right. I'd like to use an ability. I have the ability, the next logical step. It's an occult ability, and it allows me to declare something is present in the world if it would make sense in a schlocky pulp fiction story. (laughs) So I would like to declare that Joseph uh, doesn't have ministry credentials, because who the fuck walks around with that? No one would do that. But I want to essentially say that I've got a flashy cop style badge. You've got a fake FBI badge. Yeah, a fake FBI badge that I use frequently to get closer in cases. And this is going to mean absolutely nothing to this woman, but hopefully the fact that I just whip it out and say, oh yeah, and it looks formal, we'll get some motion here. I will say you can roll another compel and low society check since you're definitely not going the religious route. But I'm going to say this has a difficulty of one because... (sighs) This is not exactly, like, she doesn't know what the credentials are, and she's not necessarily going to be wowed by them. Sure. So when you are building your dice pool, subtract one from that pool. So I would have three, because I have points in low society and compel, and you get one just to start, so I'm going to roll two. Mara, since I was saying words and trying to help in this effort, Mm -hmm. would I be able to help and add a dice back to his pool 
Sure. Yeah. Tell me exactly how you are supporting this particular ploy of Joseph's. Oh, shoot. Right. I have to support the specific like badge thing and not just being. So if I could uh, take the lead, I think you can jump on in here. Let's let's role play this a little bit. Sure. Go. Yeah, let's go for it. Let's dig in. So Joseph has been quiet for a little bit sort of writing down in notebook, calculating boat mechanics, which seem to thoroughly like take up the entirety of his brain's processing power. Carry the one, we've got to have a rower, we've got to have a person who gives water to the rower, have to have a water rower, rower, rower. Um, <laughs> we can probably do this in 17 trips if we have five boats. But then we need bathroom. <laughs> Essentially gives up, throws the journal back in his uh, jacket pocket. And about this time, he hears Leone complaining about no one has credentials. And just as a gut reaction says, what are you talking about? I've got credentials. I'm supposed to be here. And whips out Alefear-esque FBI badge. It's even funnier that he doesn't do it on purpose, just on instinct. <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to be here. This is my team. They're helping me. And if you have any questions, you should bring it up with the uh, well, the authorities on it. Right, guys? Th this is my team. We're all here together. This waves it in our face. Yes, we're a team. The rest of us don't carry credentials because it would be kind of redundant. Redundant. Yeah. And bad for us if we got caught with them. <laughs> and that that point, Joseph leans in and gives a quick smile to Leone and says, it's because I'm in charge. Oh, fuck you. Just a little bit quieter. Arsene is going to, like, swallow their pride really hard and then nod. <laughs> Zyrel doesn't. <laughs> yeah, okay, so I think that Arsene's help and Zyrel's non-help <laughs> cancels out that dice. God damn it. No! <laughs> So it's just, it's still two dice. All Go right. ahead and roll. Does this mean we're all linked? So if I fail, all four of us are, three of us are going to be taking stress? No, I'm going to say that if you fail, it's just you taking stress. I'm not going to inflict okay. that upon you and not give you dice for it. All right, I will roll. I was trying so hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I made that extra hard for you. This particular ploy is just absolutely fucking wild. All right, I am rolling. Oh, lordy, lordy, that's a three and a four. Oh, my God! No! no! <laughs> really could have used that other die. Oh, man. All right, so, Joseph, I am going to give you reputation stress. I can take and it. And I'm going to give you a D6 of stress as Leonie is just this formidable opponent. Oh no, six stress. Fuck, I can't take that. I am going <laughs> to check for fallout. <laughs> so you have two slots in reputation. So I need yes. to roll a four or below on a D10 in order to give you fallout, which odds are still in your favor here. I rolled a seven. You're fine. Uh, damn it. Fucking Zyrell. <laughs> But a four means that you do fail. So you whip out these credentials and Leonie snatches them out of your hand faster than you can react. She looks it over and she like glares at you over the top of the badge. And it's just like, this means absolutely nothing to me. First of all, the date is expired. And second of all, I don't know what these dates are. And third of all, this city guard badge is not correct. There's an inaccuracy in the logo. How would you know? It's not a city guard badge. Anyone could see that. This is bullshit. 
Anyway. You asked for credentials, and he's going to lean in and calmly take it back, put it carefully back in jacket pocket. She allows it. Asked for credentials. This is the best I can give you. If you still do not trust us, well... That's certainly not. Then I'm afraid I've got nothing else to prove to you. Okay. You know what? We've tried it nice. Let's do it my way. And Zyrel's going to take off her scarf and show the the eye tattoos. They don't really make sense, but I'm going to pick a fight. <laughs> okay, is this an ability? Yeah, pick a fight. Once per situation, ask the GM who's the best person in the surrounding area to pick a fight with, with one of the following conditions. One, I want to win. Two, you want to make a good impression. Or three, you want to cause a distraction. Okay, so which are you choosing? In this case... It's either I want to win or I want to cause a good impression. Yep, I'm not going to give you any hints on this one. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Sophia looks really excited. (laughs) You have to choose. Do you want to win or do you want to make a good impression? (sighs) I want to make a good impression. Okay. You've used this ability. I'm going to say that the good impression you make is not necessarily going to be on Leone. Okay. You're going to make a good impression. Would it make a better impression on her if I fought Joseph instead? No. Damn. That's just going to make you guys look like you're divided, which is not going to prove her confidence in you at all. Yeah, that's fine. Zyrell just wants to punch Um, something. But honestly, your best option at this point is probably to knock her out so she can't interfere with your plan. Yeah, I'll I'll go for that. No lethal force. I'm now whipping out my lance. But are you taking off your armor? Uh, no. I've just taken off the scarf so I can show off my nasty cool tattoos. Yeah, so you've taken off your scarf and you're marching intimidatingly towards her. Melanie steps in in between you a little bit, looking worried and like puts hands up between you guys and says, I don't know exactly where this is going, but this is unnecessary. And Sophia actually jumps forward and she does a, a complicated little motion that you guys don't recognize. And she looks Melody in the face and she says, this is, this is a temple. This is my part of the temple. We're going to do this and we're not going to ask anyone else in town about it. This is, this is my thing. Melanie looks at her kind of seriously for a moment and nods and, and backs away. The midwife is looking a little freaked out. She's like, what, are you serious? Are you, are you, are you serious? Zyra's gonna stand up to her full height and through the helmet visor with the, it has tiny holes in it that cover her otherwise piercing white eyes. She just glares down her nose at this midwife and says, if you're not gonna protect the people you've sworn to protect, then I guess it's my job and I'm gonna punch her. Okay, roll a fight check. This is fight and low society. Yeah. That's a nine! Oh, ho, ho, ho! So you've taken your lance off. Are you just using your fists? Yep, I've taken my lance off. I handed it to one of my party members. I think I was... Who was I closest to? I think probably me. I'm just gonna be like, hold my lance. <laughs> Arsene gladly holds her lance. <laughs> Arson now has a collection of weapons. <laughs> yes. 
Okay, so with a nine, you just inflict stress. She does not get a bounce back. So roll a D3 stress for your fists. Okay. Uh, how stressed are your fists? Let's see how stressed my fists are. You can roll a D4 and subtract one, or you can roll a D6 and just count it as one, two, or three. Well, I'm going to use one of my pretty Amonkhet dice. Okay. Okay. She takes two stress. Mm-hmm. And I'm also going to use another ability on top of that. Okay. Called Dirty Fighting. Once in combat, when you inflict damage on an enemy, you reduce their difficulty to zero until they get away from you and catch their breath. Okay, yeah, so she was not a difficult opponent. You're not taking any negatives to your dice pool when you are attacking her until the situation ends. Yep. I'm basically punching her and then pulling into her chokehold. Okay. I'm gonna look at the midwife spells real quick. She's going to roll a resist plus a cult check. So normally I don't roll for, for NPCs, but I think that casting occult spells does usually require you to roll, and I'm not going to just give it to her for free. So we're going to see if she succeeds. She rolled a nine. Okay. So you pull her into this chokehold, and she doesn't reach out or do any damage to you, but you see her robe start to shift, and her skin like crackles and grows this thick chitinous material. And you can feel plates growing underneath her neck as you're holding her that kind of force your hand open a little bit. Mechanically, she gains three armor until the end of the encounter. Go ahead and make another roll. All right. More fight in low society. Yep. That's what you're good at. Ten. <laughs> Jesus. All right. So uh, I believe on a ten. Zyrell is a beast. Inflict plus one stress for each 10 that you roll. Okay. So you just uh, roll a d3 and add one. Okay. So roll a d4. Okay, so four stress. Yeah, okay. Describe what this looks like. So after feeling the chitin, it's like, I was just like, ah, fuck, this is gonna take forever and I don't have the fucking time for you. And she's gonna like pick her up and slam her into the ground. <laughs> you can hear some of that shell that she's just grown crack and break, and you can see red blood start to leak out from inside her robes. She looks visibly winded, but she comes up swinging. Go ahead and roll resist and low society for me. Okay. Okay, eight. Okay. You succeed. So she comes up and suddenly there are two daggers in her hands that, that weren't there before. And she cuts at you wildly, but you do not take any damage. It glances off of your armor. She gets herself enough space to get back on her feet, but she is definitely like spitting blood a little bit. And she snarls at you and she says, I am protecting my children more than you ever could. Are we at the point where uh, the rest of us can react? Oh yeah, you guys could interact at any time. Although if you try, you see Sophia, who's still holding both hands out, kind of turns and glares at you. Hmm. What, you say that you're protecting these kids? Then why don't you give a fuck and listen to what we're trying to fucking say? And I'm gonna hit her again. <laughs> yep. While that's happening, Joseph has calmly pulled a Derringer pistol out from under his hat and is quietly loading it low to the ground. Okay, that's a seven. 
Okay, so you succeed, but you do take stress. So you go into punch, but your particular style of fighting means that you don't normally bother about guarding yourself. And she takes advantage of that opportunity to kind of slip inside your reach and score a hit with her dagger. She's going to do a d6 of blood stress. (laughs) One stress. It has to eat through my armor first. Yeah, she cuts through like a little bit of your leather, but it does absolutely nothing to the rest of your armor. Zyral doesn't even fucking care. And so she's inside your reach and you bring down your clenched fist on her back and knock her to her knees. Go ahead and roll your stress. Okay, another two stress. Okay. Yeah, she's definitely winded. She's she's not looking great, but that chitinous armor is still kind of like protecting her. You hear more bits of it crack under the pressure that you're inflicting, but she's she's definitely still up and moving. Let me see if she wants to cast a new spell. Or she's gonna attempt to anyway, we'll see if she succeeds. She rolled a seven, so she succeeds, but she's gonna put some stress on herself. She takes two stress from just casting that. Oh, sorry, three stress. You see, she gets back to her feet, she's swaying visibly, and then something happens. You're not sure what you don't see at first, but she visibly sways and like blood starts pouring out of her nose and you see more blood trickling down her hands and you see that the daggers that she is carrying are now coated in this greenish red, a mixture of her blood, but also something else that is transmuting from her. And she leans back and you see that her face has completely dislodged and turned into a spider's mandibles. She doesn't have a mouth anymore, but she has those like clicking mouth parts of a spider. And she like leans back and staggers another step away from you, uh, is tripping a little bit over one of the pews and like spits. Go ahead and roll a resist and low society check for me. All right. Okay, a nine. (laughs) Okay, yeah. So she spits and you like catch it on the side of your armor and it doesn't manage to penetrate anything and it just kind of drips down the metal of your shoulder pauldron. And then she like collapses back into the pew that she tripped over and like lets her daggers fall to the ground. Looking pretty loopy. Not gonna fight anymore. Zyral's just gonna come up and put one foot on the pew next to her and lean in really close and just say, you done. She looks over at you. She can't talk because her entire bottom mouth is spider parts, but she clicks at you in what you can definitely sense is an insulting way. Alright, you're done. Zarl's just gonna get up and stretch a little. Look at the goop on her shoulders. Look, ugh. This is gonna be a bitch to clean later. What are the rest of you doing? You guys see Sophia, who had been kind of holding this space with her hands out, put them down and wipe at some of the sweat on her brow. Melanie looks extremely concerned, and Mehmet looks unfazed. Round up the younger children and whoever else is going to go to the temple. And could someone show me where the boats are and anyone else who might know how to fix them? Mehmet raises a hand and says, the rotted out ones? I can show you those. They're kind of off in the distance, so nobody should notice if we start trying to repair them. Cool. Yeah, let's let's try to do that. Although, aren't you supposed to be going to the temple? I mean, yeah. Uh, and she looks over at Melanie, and Melanie says, I can try and help with the boats. I, I don't have a lot of skill with that, but I do believe some of my magics could come in handy. 
Perfect. That sounds like a plan. I stomp out of the church just yelling, Hey, Phineas, we're leaving. And Eclipse? Eclipse is going to gather up Met and Sophia. And now Melanie mm-hmm. didn't actually bring the children, right? She just brought the midwife. That's correct. She said she had gathered them, but she didn't bring them to the church. Again, the church fronts out into the main square where everyone is dancing. So, Mamet, Sophia, I need you to come with me, and we need to figure out which of the children are going with us in the first two boatloads. Okay, yes, I think I know where the Lajan would have taken them. There's a school nearby? Why don't we pick siblings who can look after each other and the youngest to come with us the teenagers will go in the next load and we'll they'll hide out in the garden district okay and you guys exit and head for the school joseph is left standing in an empty church and i will say here's what we're going to end on as you are standing there kind of straightening your vest the door, which has been left slightly ajar by Sophia as she exited, creaks open a little bit more, and your rival, Lois, steps in, and she looks at you with a glaring daggers, and she says, You and I are going to have a talk, mister. That's where we're going to end the session. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Her Dark Ministrations is a game of Spire, The City Must Fall, by Rowan, Rook, and Deckard. Zyrell the Deathless was played by Bridget Lydon. Eclipse Awakening Twilight Symphony was played by Brendan Zebarth. Joseph Moses Hurst was played by Nicholas Wolfslagle. Arsene Lightsbane was played by Jamie Moffa. They can be found on Twitter, at PlainEnglishSci, and on their podcast, In Plain English. Music and sound effects for the show are courtesy of Tabletop Audio. These and many more tracks can be found at tabletopaudio.com. I have been your host and game master, Mara Lydon. You can find me on the official Discord for Her Dark Administrations by following the link in our episode description. Or on Facebook at Her Dark Administrations. Until next time, ministers. Remember... The city must fall.